Welcome to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon, where we share amazing Dungeons & Dragons stories with you every two days. Now heading inside the dungeon, we have... That time my bard fathered a village and gave us the most absurd adventure ever. Hi everyone, All Things D&D is back with another story. We all know bards love to seduce anything that's breathing, but this is the most absurd, gross, and outrageous bard seduction story I've ever heard. Just a warning though, you should stop right now, but this just gets so interesting that in the end, it turned out great. As much as I love bard stories, this one is pretty weird. Just let us know what you thought of this seductively amazing bard after you listen to this. I'm DMing a group with the problematic bard, so I decided to have a little fun with him. They've just found a demon who has been terrorizing the townspeople. She's a macabre mix of beauty and horror, taking the form of a young woman in a wedding dress, stained red with blood and singed with hellfire. Her slender arms ending in copper claws and her feet with wooden clogs. A single bat-like wing on her right side and a scorpion tail swing from her back. Her face still lovely, but with makeup smeared from sobbing endlessly. In an age before she was a bride-to-be, struck down in a tragic accident on her wedding day, her beloved married another in less than a year. Full of anger, regret, sorrow, and above all envy, she vowed that if she couldn't be a bride, then no one will. I use detect magic and detect evil. I want to see how strong she is, the sorcerer said. Her power as an individual is not beyond your scope, but she has taken the life force of dozens of women in this village. If she dies, they will die as well. However, you don't detect any evil. She isn't really a monster, just in pain that has festered a long time, I replied. Is there anything we can give you that will make you leave these people alone willingly? The fighter asked. I will make a deal with you, but only in exchange for the life of your first child, so that I can have the family I always dreamed. And should you not give me any children, I shall instead take your immortal soul, the demon hissed. Bard, who is currently childless, says, I'll make that deal. My first child's life for the lives of these innocent people. The pact is sealed the demon said with a glint in her eye. I rolled to seduce the demon. What? 17. With my charisma, that's 23. Is that a success? The bard asked. Well, I guess, but it's a demon. I'm pretty sure you can't... I roll for impregnation. 20, he interrupted. Okay. Nine months later, she gives birth to... Rolls random dice. Uh, triplets. Two boys and a girl. Also, she... Rolls more dice and is obsessed with you and will be silently watching you, providing minor benefits throughout the rest of the journey and waiting for moments where you're alone in the dark so she can meet you again. Awesome! Demon waifu! Also, she's the jealous type and will attack any girl you try to flirt with, and probably you as well, I warned him. The bard, who up to this point has been trying to seduce literally every female character that has been met up to this point and had made his stats designed pretty much entirely for persuasion via seduction, says... Oh, crap. He took the situation somewhat seriously and didn't flirt with any girls for a while. So, I started to tease him. The female NPCs progressively became more and more attractive as the game went on, with more details about their sexy bodies every time I introduced a new one. So before, I would describe a female orc like this. She is tall and strong, with wild hair and armor sporadically placed on her body. But then I began to describe them in much more vivid, graphic, and honestly gross detail. The bard roleplayed it pretty great too. He was always fighting himself not to flirt, 
tripping on words and actively trying to prevent his more basic urges from taking control. What's really funny is how this affected his relationship with the demon. I never gave her a name, so he just called her waifu. And since this is medieval times, she didn't know what that meant and just took it as him calling her wife an elfish or something. Yeah, he was an elf. Anyway, he would get super frustrated at all these sexy girls and not being able to take out his urges. So when he would meet with his waifu, he would describe each night as hour-long intimate sessions that lasted until both their bodies would give out from exhaustion, which made the waifu think he was super into her, which made her love him even more. She never really joined the party proper because kids, but would hang around from time to time to cook breakfast and be a generally attentive loving wife character to the bard. This came to a head when they needed to save a princess in a tower. It was guarded by a dragon that was way out of their league power-wise. After avoiding the dragon and getting past a variety of traps, the bard was the only one to make it to the princess. The princess immediately jumped on him, saying that she's trapped by a curse, tied to her virginity, and to break the curse she needs to… well, you can guess. Obviously, Waifu went nuts and the two got into this huge catfight. Then the dragon comes in and transforms into human form and starts getting into a catfight as well. I tell the rest of the group that the bard and I are going to step out for a bit for this next part. See, as it turns out, the princess and the dragon are friends, and this entire scenario is just a ploy to get her a man. The princess is a decently talented spellcaster, and all the traps and illusions the group ran into were her doing. She fell for the bard immediately, and that's why he was the only one to get past them. The dragon was also hurting the rest of the group away from the tower. The thing is, the dragon had actually targeted the bard several times, so he got suspicious. He asked to roll intuition on the bard's intentions. Turns out the dragon is also a she, and that she had actually been roped into working for the royal family some five centuries ago. She was resentful that she had to serve these puny mortals, and especially resentful of the princess and her desire to get a man, since she hadn't been with a male since being forced into this deal. And being middle-aged by dragon standards, her biological clock was ticking. She still had about 80 years, but to a dragon, that's no time at all. So the bard, with all this information, says exactly what I hoped he would. I roll to seduce them all. Bard rolls once for each, all getting in the high teens. I then have him roll a few more times for things like stamina, pleasures, etc. And one final roll where he again gets all high numbers. Then me and Bard return to the group. I grab some dice, a d4, a d6, and five d20s. They get a 2, a 4, and I think it was like 67 or something like that. It was well above 50, I remember that. That's how many kids he just made with the princess, demon, and dragon respectively. All three women decide they can share the bard, and by combining their various magical abilities, they made sure that when bard finally dies, his soul will be tied to them physically and spiritually, essentially becoming their ghastly boy toy for the next millennia at the least. And that's how my bard got a monster girl harem and enough kids to start his own village. Also, just to be clear on one thing, the princess and dragon encounter was planned out well before the thing with the demon bride happened. Originally, she was going to be possessed by a demon goddess who wanted a strong male to father a new generation of monsters for her army. But I changed it to this instead, just to screw with the bard. Yes, the group was in on it. We don't normally do sexual things, but since this was just to punish the bard, everyone was cool with it. The slash phase lasted about three sessions, and I stopped after this princess and dragon thing. Everyone was over the joke by then. The bard player was not some pervert who needed to RP his sexual fantasies. He just played the bard as a massive pervert. It was a troll character. He likes to make troll characters by taking whatever stereotypes there are about a class and ramping them up to the nth. Like when he was playing a rogue in another game, the guy would go on rants about his tragic backstory every half hour or so. A backstory that changed constantly. 
It later turned out he was just an in-game edgelord who grew up in an underclass safe suburban area and made up the backstory thing. That's just how this player likes to make characters. Lastly, I went with this angle because without the seduction thing the bard had no character. His one defining trait was trying to sex ladies. And not being allowed to do that aside from the one time he meets the demon every few weeks in game, he had zero personality. So I came up with the teasing angle to force reactions out of the character. And after the princess and dragon fiasco, the bard finally got a new character profile. Being an overworked dad who has to find ways to please all three of his wives and make some kind of time for his 60 plus kids while also adventuring. It was honestly great. Thanks for listening to All Things D&D's Story Dungeon. We'd love to have you subscribe and review us on iTunes and Spotify. Catch our new episode exactly after two days. Until next time. Ha ha ha!